Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to High Five Motherhood. Okay, today we have a special guest speaker. We were able to interview our guest, Stephanie Gass. She is incredible. I just love her beautiful soul. It has been such a fun thing to interview her and to get to know her better and all of the amazing tips that she has to share with us. So we are going to break up this interview into two separate episodes so that it's a little bit more short and punchy and easier to digest, especially as, as stay-at-home moms or work-from-home moms. We don't have a ton of time usually to get an entire massive episode in, so we're just going to break it up into kind of 15-minute increments, and I hope that this blesses you in some way. So without further ado, let's just introduce you to Miss Stephanie Gass. Here we go. Okay, mama, we have so much amazing information coming your way. So I want you to know that we have some things coming up for you. So we are going to dive into how to get out of burnout and overwhelm as a stay-at-home or work-from-home mom, how to delegate and automate and kind of systemize things in your home and biz, just kind of action steps that we can take that are simple, that will get us through all of the crazy that we are dealing with as moms, because there's a lot that's happening and sometimes we just need that, right? Um, we are going to talk about how you can run a business on no social media or little to no social media. Okay. We are going to talk about how you can make time for your home, biz, and family, and how you can find that work-life balance. And we're also going to talk about how you can stay productive and keep your energy levels high during busy seasons in your life. And there are so many things, so much amazing information in this one, just completely, information chocked full episode. So go ahead and get those earbuds ready to go. Get a notebook and a pen and get ready to take some notes because there is a lot of information and a lot of amazing answers that she is giving us to these questions that we wanted to ask her. So without further ado, let's dive into this amazing episode with Stephanie Gass. mom life. It's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there will be little bumps along the way, but why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Hi. Oh, hey, Kim. Can <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Oh, hello. <laughs> video. There I we can go. hear you. So we're still good. <laughs> I just want to know a little bit about if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. So I'm Steph Gass and I am a boy mom, daughter of the King wife. I live out in the country in New Mexico and I run a business where I help women get super clear on their calling and then turn that into an actual business. Because I believe that each of us have a unique calling on our lives and that what better way to find fulfillment in our own life and glorify God, but live out our calling as our business model. So that's what I do. And I've been doing that now for four years. I have a top podcast and, um, it's just really, really fun to be able to help women kind of unlock that thing inside that they know is there, but they don't know how to 
how to execute it and how to bring it into the world. I love that. And I am taking one of her classes currently and it's awesome. I'm in P2P and loving it. So she definitely knows her stuff. (laughs) Yes. It's it's, yeah. So Um, also along with that is you have talked about how you can run a biz on no social media and that's totally unheard of right now in this huge Mm -hmm. digital world. So tell us a little bit about that and how you were able to do that. Sure. So I have always had a love-hate relationship with social media. I had grown (laughs) a really successful Instagram account and we were getting 750 likes per post, 350 story views all the time consistently. And yet I was completely and utterly addicted. You know, I felt... I hated that part. I'm like, I like that we're getting likes. I like that. I thought we were getting so much traffic to the business, but I hated the constant addiction and the tug of like, check me and don't put me down and capture every single moment with your kids. I felt like I was capitalizing on my kids to make a cute story and I just hated it. And so about three, four years ago, I started deleting the apps on the weekends and it was really hard at first. And then I started to feel this peacefulness in my life that would happen on the weekends. And I started to look forward to it. And I started to extend the breaks off of social, but they were small. Cause I was so afraid that oh, my business will fall apart without my social media presence. Yeah. And a year ago, uh, it's been 13 months now, the Lord put in my heart to lay it down and I'm stubborn and God always knows <laughs> I have to baby step with him, you know, right. so I was like, I'll give you a month, Lord. Let's just, okay, fine. Let's like, just play. We'll do it. We'll, we'll play. So I uh, deleted Instagram and we did this as an entire company. I said, no one's to go on Instagram, including myself, including my team for 30 days. Let's test this and find out what happens. So we completely shut the whole thing down. And what was interesting is that the email list grew, the downloads on the podcast grew, revenue grew, everything grew. And when we got back on Instagram, just to check things out, uh, the likes were down to about 25, po- 25 likes per post. The stories had completely basically diminished. And what was interesting to me is that this shows me how fickle this platform is. There's no longevity. There's no sustainability. I take a break for 30 days and everything is completely dead. That's how yeah. they play you. You got to be there. So that ended up um, prompting me to stay off for six more months. So personally- completely off for six more months at the six month mark. Um, my team started posting again about the podcast episodes, but I have since stayed off of, of Instagram completely. And I've never had more freedom in my life. And the weirdest part is like, we're at an all time high in the business. Like we don't need it. And I think that's the craziest part for people to understand is the difference between building a business, the world's way, which is social. It's what everyone's telling you have to do. And then building a business God's way, which is finding the way you help people the most on a platform that allows you to have sustainability that you own, which for me and for Kim is podcasting. And that's what I teach um, because that allows us to stay evergreen, stay organic and continue to grow our leads without showing up 24 seven. If I took a 30 day sabbatical right now, Kim, my podcast would still grow. Is that crazy to think about? It's crazy, but it's awesome because I mean, To be honest, I feel like you get stuck in a rabbit hole. I feel like you get addicted or you do that comparison Mm -hmm. issue, you know, that we all have when we get on there, we're like, Ooh, I want to be like her. I got to be cooler in my business. I need to get more likes, all the things, but don't you feel so much more like refreshed knowing that you don't have to worry about all that. (laughs) You don't. And the thing is like all those likes, what I discovered is they weren't translating into sales anyway, because it was instant gratification, not just for me, but for the people on Instagram. Oh, I'll like a post, move on. 
there's no trust being built. There's no long form content over there. Even the reels are so short, like they're cute, but they're not actually helping your business grow. And I think that's the lie that we have to really see for what it is. Why am I spending my time here? Yeah. Like yeah. it's just, it's just simple entertainment. I felt the same way. And I was like, I don't want to waste my time doing something that's just to entertain when it's not getting me anywhere. Right. Exactly. And it's not, it's not helping grow anyone in a good way. I feel like it doesn't really benefit anyone in their lives. Like truly. Right. It's just, right. it's just sheer entertainment. That's all it is. Entertainment. I've never thought of it that way. And you're so right. So if you want to be there know that you're just entertaining, you're actually yep. not growing your business. <laughs> So for me, it was like, I was spending 15 hours a week on this platform that when I laid it down, I got 15 hours back and I started doing another episode a week. So we went to three episodes a week on the podcast and I've gone from like a 45, 50 hour work week to like 25, 30. And yet we That's are amazing. at the highest numbers ever. That's the craziest part. Like you have, you're actually doing the right things in your business instead of doing the wrong things that just aren't helping you. They're not moving. And the you get the addic- forward. Like you get your time back and you're not addicted anymore. Like I lose my phone every day and it's the best feeling ever. <laughs> right. I find my phone every day. I'm like, where is it? I don't care. I don't know. It doesn't I matter. Love- <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling the same way. I'm like, the more I lose it, the more I'm okay with it. I'll have a lot of people where they're like, you know, you never answer your phone. I'm like, it's okay. You don't need to either. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to either. Well, along with that, um, so you're saying you're getting more time. How, how do you make time for your home and family while running this massive biz? Cause yes, you're less hours than you were, but you still have a lot of time that you're putting into this business. It's not something that you can just be like, I'm not going to put any time into it and it still grows. You have to put some yes. skin in the game, right? Absolutely. And the first thing that I will say is there are different seasons, right? Like as a work from home mom, you have seasons where you're going to work less and you need to have a lot of flexibility in your heart around it is okay to be in slow seasons. And then it's okay to be in sprint seasons, but to remember that they're a season. If you're continuously in a slow, like unproductive season, <laughs> why we're you not know, growing? Like, <laughs> really? You need to look at that. Or if you're constantly in a sprint season, which was where I used to be, I was constantly pushing, constantly hustling why? So those are the first things to look at as your season. It's season-based because we're entrepreneurs, but the, really the three things that I do to make time for my family and my home. One is I have boundaries. I'm a very boundary driven, you, you know, and that goes with thing two, which is planning. So my boundaries look like I don't work after about four o'clock every single day. I don't work on the weekends. Um, I don't work on vacations. And I just don't work and I'm not willing to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm going to have vacation time. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, and I get like, I'm at this point now where I'm able to do this. And I understand that for the first year I was more in a sprint. I get this. And you've got to have build. that conversation with your family and build and build well so that you can start to rest, you know? And then I plan it in. So I use um, time blocks in my planner that are my work time. And so you've got to decide for me, I'm like, I'm going to use the time my boys are finally now both in elementary, which is also nice. Again, seasons. They weren't in there two years ago. I had kids all the way, all the time. Yeah. And it doesn't now always like, work out that way. I got seven, six, seven hours. Like hallelujah. Man, so now, I look forward to that. <laughs> I know it's so nice. And, um, so like from nine 15 every day to three is work and it's green in my planner. And that is the time I work. And that is really the time only someone asks me, Oh, I can't meet. Can we meet at six? Nope. Can I meet Next you on a Saturday? Day. Nope. Don't work on Saturday. Like I just have boundaries and I'm unwilling to bend on my boundaries. And then I plan them in. And then the third piece is intentionally living. And what I mean by that is it wasn't natural for me to not work on the weekends. Right. Yeah. It's not natural. You get so for much me. put in there, you know, 
you can get so much done. Oh my, and like, I'm not saying I never work. Like if everybody's watching a family show, I'll sit down and plan or clean up email. That's okay. Yeah. But I mean, like, Focus I mean, work. I'm intentional around, it had to become a habit and a routine for me to shut my computer, right? It had to become a habit and routine for me to wake up at 5.30 with God every morning. It had to become a habit and routine to go, weekends are seen as a time to cease and celebrate and almost a Sabbath in a way. Like you have to practice doing the pieces that aren't natural. And this might go the opposite for some of you where you're like, home is natural. Showing up for my kids is natural and the business isn't. And so that's where you're going to have to practice putting some routines in place. When, when do you show up to work and what does that look like? So that's been a, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 11 years. So just start with where you are, put one little practice in that I said just now and start there, play with it for 30 or 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And then you can add the next step and know that this is an evolution of creating a life that God creating a life that God has for you by letting go of the life that you think you have to live, which I think is awesome. And I'm, I'm just curious, what gave you the, the willpower to shut your laptop and to create that strict boundary? Cause sometimes we say it in our head and we set the goal and it is so easy, but then when we actually go to do the thing, it's a lot harder to implement. So how do you do that? What, what gave you that willpower? So this is so crazy, but I realized I wasn't trusting God. Like for me not to shut my laptop is direct, direct disobedience of he is my shepherd. I give you everything that I need, right? That he gives us everything that we need. It was me going, I have to keep working. I have to keep showing up. I have to keep going because if I don't keep going, it's all going to fall apart. It's the same type of obedience of getting off Instagram for a month. It's against all normal odds in your life. Like it just makes no sense to shut your computer at four every day when you're an entrepreneur trying to make it. It makes no sense to lay down social media. It makes no sense to lose your phone every day. It makes no sense. And that's the point, right? Because God says, trust me and I will provide, right? Ask and he shall be given to you. And then you just show up and you walk one step behind him and you let him lead you. And so for me, it was realizing that there were certain areas in my life. I wasn't fully trusting him. And the act for me of letting go of this control was the action of closing the laptop. Like I'm done even though I don't think this makes sense. And I don't think this is smart (laughs) from a business perspective, but God wants me to go pour into my family. Let's see what he can do with that obedience. And so that's where I had to get. So you just kind of have to go on faith. Sometimes you have to be just led blindly. Okay, I'm going to do it, but it, it makes no sense. And most things I feel in life don't make sense, but that's how we, God has to work through us. And we have to be able to will, be willing to say, okay, lead me. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So just teach me along exactly. the way. Right. And, you know, listening to those discernment alarms in your heart around what am I not willing to lay down? And that's exactly the thing that you have to. So is it work? Is it your phone? Is it social? Is it that you're not showing up to your work and you're not letting go of letting your kids be taken care of by someone else for a while? Like, what is that thing that you are gripping so tightly that you haven't handed to him. And that's exactly the thing he will bless. You got to lay it down. Mm-hmm. That's hard, but it's yeah, it so is. good too. Um, okay. Another thing, how, how do you stay productive and keep your energy levels high while trying to do all these things, especially when it's hard? Like when you're in a really busy season, like we talked about with seasons, if you're in mm-hmm. a really busy season as an entrepreneur, but it's also like, for example, the holiday season, that's really mm-hmm. busy with family time too. So How do you stay productive and keep the energy levels high? Yeah. And this is an evolution as well. You guys, I want to like in my, oh, she has it all together. Literally (laughs) in 2017, 
I had a full on identity crisis breakdown. I had lost everything I had built in a network marketing company. We had no money. I was 60 pounds overweight, had a newborn. I was, um, I had alcohol issues. I had food issues. I had all the issues and that was the darkest moment. But yet when we hit the darkest moment, we can be reborn into that, right? Like through the pain, there's perseverance built through the trial comes the testimony. So I want you to understand like me telling you guys all this stuff where you can get to, it comes from getting to the end of yourself first. And so that happened to me in 2017. And from that moment, I realized that a lot of my problems were coming from idolatry of success, coveting, trying to find recognition and value in all the wrong places and all the wrong things, living for myself instead of living for him, treating myself not with love, right? And so not with the way that God loves me, the way that God sees me. And so from 2017, what I started doing is the next one thing that I knew God was calling me to do. And one of those things was getting my health back in order. And so, um, in 2017, one of the very first things I did after that big breakdown period in my life was I started investing in a gym that I couldn't afford. Okay, friends, how was that? I hope you enjoyed this episode so far, what you've been able to listen to it. Remember part two is coming out on Thursday at 11 a.m. So make sure that you are tuning in this Thursday to finish up the episode because all of the juicy stuff is coming up. So don't miss it. Also remember to follow us on Instagram and follow us on um, Apple Podcasts. Make sure to leave a rating and review if you're able to, to let us know what we can do to better bless your life and to make this podcast totally fit in your life and for your needs. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you on Thursday. Bye. All right. Until next time, go on over and check us out on our Facebook group at High Five Motherhood Mamas group, or come on over and hang out with us on Instagram at High Five Motherhood. For more mom life hacks, homemaking, productivity and time management tips and tricks, organization ideas, recipes, meal prep and planning and more. Okay. There's so much information on there that you can enjoy in between each episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to click subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you found value in today's episode or from this podcast in general, take a quick screenshot of this podcast and share it on your stories on Instagram or post it on Facebook. Cause remember sharing is caring. <laughs>